Welcome to the Pondering Theologian Podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. Today's episode is uh, Pondering, if you will, brought to you (laughs) by way of some nostalgic music. Um, I was listening to uh, a couple different nostalgia playlists on uh, Spotify the other day, and... It was curious to me, listening and thinking about all of the songs that are about cheating. Some of them, you know, try to describe the feelings post. You know, there's uh, things like Jolene, um, you know, which is an old song by Dolly Parton. It just talks about some of these feelings, um, you know, and begging someone not to to take uh, her man. Uh, more thinking of the songs that I would listen to on the radio or in my youth. There's things, uh, songs like "You Know I'm No Good" by Amy Winehouse, um, uh, "Lips of an Angel" by Hinder, "Bust Your Windows" by. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, and it's interesting noting the the difference between people's responses to finding out they were cheating on someone or the regret of cheating on someone, and then other songs that justify it in some way, um, and 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 these aren't just songs, you know, old songs, if if you will. Yeah if you want to call millennial playlists uh, old at this point, you know, uh, The Weeknd wrote a song uh, called uh, Call Out My Name, basically looking at uh, lying about this this sort of thing and and about being open in his betrayal to his his girl in the song. Um, and, And I want to say Justin Bieber had a, a song. I don't know where in the line it is, but I digress. The 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 songs that kind of bother me now, um, like "Lips of an Angel" by Hinder, is a song that you know I belted out at work in 2009 when it came out um, with the rest of everyone there because it was a catchy song. Uh, but looking back now, it, it's justifying that he is essentially emotionally cheating on the person he's with because the person he was with prior means more to him. And I'm I'm not writing anything to judge someone for the choices they've made, but it begs the question, why do we as humans cheat? And it's, it's not just in you know, romantic relationships. We do this to our friends, if you will. We, we would call it something else like betrayal. Um, and maybe that's the better word to look at here is betrayal rather than cheating. Uh, 
and it's one of those those things that humankind has done for a long time. It's it's nothing new, you know. If we look at um, history, uh, going back in, in secular history, Henry VIII uh, pretty clearly had uh, feelings about many women, and it was normal for people in some leadership, royalty, whatever, to to cheat. It was just expected that people would have mistresses, even up to, you know, the current king of uh, the UK. Charles took a mistress. That was just kind of a, you know, he accepted it. Um, though not it, everyone accepted it because... Well, that that's a it's its own history thing. We don't need to get into, but that that was a common thing. It was expected that people would take mistresses back to Roman time. That was a common thing in the Bible. If we shift to just our beliefs, the Israelites had many things that they moved away from God and raised higher than God, and God has that. Uh, sort of response of why are you cheating on me? Why are you, why did you say yes you were doing this or you were following me or worshiping me and now you're doing something else? And in Matthew Matthew five uh, thirty seven, it talks about let your yes be yes and your no be no. And this is usually used just to talk about upkeeping our word or being honest and sticking to what you've said. But I think that it is something in society that is useful for us to think about. How many times have we said that we will go to church on Sunday? This is something that is important to us that we will do. And then we conveniently find a reason not to go to church. You know, I slept in or I did this. Or I did that, or I don't feel good today, or I, you know, doesn't don't feel like getting dressed up or leaving the house or or whatever it may be. Or we find a reason not to pray because it's been a long day, I'm exhausted, I just need to go to bed. There's there's lots of things that we as humans do where we choose to betray, to cheat, to backstep, um, backslide is an old term, but you know, move backwards on what it is that we've said that we've done that we've said that we are dedicated to that we've taken an oath uh, you know in marriage or a vow uh, any of these things and then we we don't uphold them we don't stick to them and I, this is not to pick on those moments where there's very clearly something egregious that happened in which something has changed, the dynamic has changed, something very wrong has happened. And that connection, that vow, that promise, that whatever it may be is now broken, that, that's very clearly something else in my mind. But this idea of cheating that is okay in the world... And it, it, it kind of goes through fads almost where it's, you know, okay to have a side chick or it's okay to have, a, uh, you know, this, this other thing going on or it's okay to keep talking to that person that you uh, broke off from your life because whatever to go in this other direction, but you're 
you know, kind of stepping back on that a little bit. I struggle so much with this. I I don't mean I struggle as in like I have the problem of constantly doing that. I, I mean it more as I struggle with it because it feels so very dishonest. And despite how society changes, honesty or commitment is is still got the same definition that's not changed and these are still things words we use to to describe our relationship we know i'm dedicated to whoever there's the bro code there's the you know where we're bound by blood or, or whatever it may be there's these things that we view that are our word our dedication that at some point we don't honor we don't respect we don't uphold and it 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 degrades our character and it makes it so that what we say or what we do is a little less meaningful i'll give you an example from my life um I have always been a, a person that when I agreed to go in for a shift, you know, at, at, when I worked in retail, if I agreed I was going to be there for a shift, um, it didn't matter w- what was going on unless it was something incredibly important that popped up, I was going to be there. I was going to go to that job. I was going to uphold the commitment or the contract that I made when I took on that job. And I, I garnered a lot of respect for that. On the other side of that, there would be people that I would work with who would agree to pick up extra shifts and then not show up for them. Not because they forgot, but because they decided they didn't want to do it. Um, and if, if there is something physically or emotionally or medically, you know, if something truly serious came up that that makes sense. Um, or if you accidentally agreed to do a shift, but you had a, had something else that you forgot, you double booked yourself, essentially. You know, I've had that happen, and that, that certainly reasonable. But there was, there was one person that I worked with who they agreed consistently that their schedule was open on these days. And they would consistently call in on one of those days. And it turned out that it was for their game night with their friends. And it's admirable that they wanted to keep up their commitment to their friends. But their reputation at our our, our job, at our place of employment, of uh, amongst all of our peers, of, of management, of of everyone up and down the employee spectrum, just they did not respect that person because their word meant nothing. After a while, we just knew that if they agreed to pick up an extra shift on any of the days that that game night may have fallen on, you know, if it was a week that they decided to do, to do two and we didn't know what day that was, it was probable that they were going to call in one to two times that week. And so they, they just, they garnered no respect after a while. 
if they said they were going to come to work, it, it meant nothing. We eventually just cringed to see if they were on the schedule um, for any day that may have been a game day or a game night. And that that's something that you can apply, you know, bigger than a, a job or smaller than a job. And, and the point is just to illustrate that when we consistently or yeah, consistently are, are not upholding our side of something, it, it, what we do, what we say, who we are becomes less impactful to those around us. It's not to say that you're not a, an important person. It's, you know, that your life matters. It's, it's more that the, the respect around you is lessened because you're unreliable. You're not someone that can be trusted with, to, to talk to, to do something, to be somewhere. And in, in major things like a relationship, it, it only takes one time in some cases. You know, some people are more, more forgiving than others, but I find it sad well, to, to shift more to our faith that we have these things that we don't view as backsliding, as cheating, as degrading to our relationship with God or to our fellow Christians or to our faith that we allow to happen, whether that be consistently allowing something else to become more important than prayer. Prayer is one of the great spiritual tools of our faith, one of the great relational tools of the Christian faith. And when we allow it to be interrupted, when we allow our, our minds to consistently wander and put something else in front of prayer, um, when we allow other things to pop up in the way of our, our, our schedule of prayer or our commitment to prayer, it's not that our prayers are less meaningful to God, but it becomes less meaningful to us. And it shows in the way that we treat prayer or act about prayer. Uh, take prayers around mealtime. Uh, if we look at Jesus' example, Jesus uh, at the Last Supper gave thanks, which would have been a, a prayer, thanking God for the food, for the meal, and then they broke bread and ate. That is something that is, it was very common in, in Christian life for a long time. It's, I see it less and less in those things around me anymore, wherever I go, even in professional capacities as Christians, uh, amongst pastors or clergy. Uh, I, I see it a little bit less because it is not as important to thank God for our food or whatever it is that we may get. And it shows shows something about how we view that, that food. Is, is it something that we are blessed with? Do we give thanks for it? Yes, we worked for the money to pay for it, or we worked to grow the food to then harvest it and cook it and eat it. But if we view God as the creator of all and the sustainer of all, why would we not give thanks? And, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this. It's just more of a, a 
pondering about this. What does it say about us as humans, as Christians, when we don't stick to the things that we do, that we don't let our our yeses be yes and our noes be no? I forget where it is that um, the the verse about uh, being lukewarm. God would rather you be hot or cold, but for the lukewarm, he would spit you out of God's mouth, uh, is the essence of the verse. Essentially, lukewarm does not have a place. It's either you agree that you want to do this and you're going to strive for it, or don't do it. And some may say that's extreme, but I think that it's a it's very clear if we look at the people around us, at the society around us, there's people you don't trust because their yeses don't mean yes. Their commitments are not actually commitments. They're a suggestion that they may be there. They may do that. They may be around. They may be available. How many people do you know that say, give me a call, I'm always available, or I'll make time? But then when something happens, they're busy. You know, my wife and I and our daughter broke down on the side of the road a while back and I called someone. I was like, hey, can you come get me? They're like, "Eh, I'd rather not. Um, You know, I'm in my comfy pants already. That's a legit answer they gave. But they always said, if you need something, let me know. And I don't harbor ill ill feelings towards them. It's just, again, an illustration that that is the way people are. And you know that there's people in your life like that. And so my question for you to ponder, for for us all to ponder, is what are those things where we say yes, but we really mean no, or maybe? Or we say no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go over there. I'm not going to be involved in that. And that's not really a hard no. That's a maybe. Or that it's it's a depends on what transpires. And that's not to say, again, that your yes can't change to a no or your no can't change to a yes. It's where are you actually honoring yourself and those around you, your faith, God, in what you say and what you do? This has been kind of a long pondering. I appreciate you hanging out this far. I think we'll call it there. If, uh, if you have any thoughts about this, I'd love to hear them. You know, reach out in the comments below, uh, not the comments below, well, uh, in the show notes or the description down below is all the contacts for the podcast. You can reach out via email, social media, over at the website. Love to know what you think. Do you think that maybe, you know, lukewarm is, is, is a place that's okay? Do you think that cheating is perfectly fine in a normal context? You know, what... What are your thoughts on this? I'd love to hear about it. I'd also love to hear what your thoughts are on any previous episodes or something you'd like to hear covered in a future episode. As always, I hope that you're doing well. Know that God loves you no matter what, and there's nothing that you or anyone else can do about that. We'll see you in the next episode.